What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between? You are on the sidelines with the sideline. Guys, I am Chris, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Why don't you tell the people who you are, man? What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Shaq, and I'm just happy to be here with the sideline, guys. Hopefully, I'll be around for a little bit more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We like it. Thank you again for coming on. I'm really excited to talk shop with you, get to learn a little bit more about your fandom and things like that. So before we jump into week four and just recapping what the crazy week that keeps on giving um, in this NFL season, I'm just curious, man, what's your what's your NFL team? How did you become a fan? And um, wh where did your love for NFL begin? I'm curious. Uh, I'm a Jets fan. Oh, that hence the reaction. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding with you. <laughs> um, nah, you know what it is, man. Growing up in New York, I was always, you know, I wasn't always one of the bigger kids. So I kind of looked at the underdog teams in the area. So I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. And, you know, I'm a Rangers fan and I'm a Spurs fan, but that's for a completely different reason. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I like it. You know, football is, I just always a sports junkie as a kid, man. Basketball is my first love, but I could always play multiple sports, baseball, football, basketball, and I just wanted to do it all. So it's only natural that I had an NFL team that I fell in love with. Nice. That's so dope, dude. And being from New York, I know exactly how it is. Funny enough, I'm a Ravens fan, uh, but the game that determined that was Ravens versus Jets. So who knows? In the alternate universe, we're, we're both some Jets fans right right now uh, <laughs> suffering together. But no, I, I you're a loyal dude. I will admit you're a loyal dude. And I like that. That's 29 important. 29 years strong, bro. 29 years strong. I'm not giving up. I like it. I like it. Let's get it. And hey, there's some there's some glimmers of hope this season, regardless of whether or not this will be the year. There's been a lot of um, good good signs for sure to to see out of your young young players. So, uh, not not as bad as it has been in the last couple of years for sure. Um, <laughs> definitely, and especially because Zach Wilson's back. The Cougar Killer is in action and ready to go, which you love to see. Let's go. Hide your grandmas, fellas. Hide your grandmas. <laughs> yes, sir, because we're coming. we coming. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, uh, to start off our week four, just uh, sort of brief recap, we always like to ask these two little questions right here. So what is your favorite moment from last week in the NFL? Uh, favorite moment, honestly, is going to have to be, and I'm biased, but I'm going to get my boy Brees Hall, the rookie, running in for the game-winning touchdown for the Jets versus the Steelers. It was a very ugly game, but ultimately the young dudes battled and, you know, the Jets won, obviously I'm, you know, biased on that part, but it was just, a, it was nice to see Kenny Pickett come in the game mm -hmm. and, you know, score his first two NFL touchdowns, albeit on with his feet. It was still a great game nonetheless, man. Definitely, definitely. I like that a lot. It's a, whole, a little bit of a homer, but no, I, I can't complain at all. I actually helped my fantasy team a lot as well. So <laughs> I, it was my also team. a moment I was looking out for. <laughs> um, So for me, this one was a tough one for me, man. I'm looking through. I'm trying to figure it out. And honestly, although last week there was a lot of crazy moments, I got to give it up to the 49ers, man. Um, I was talking to Damian Adams yesterday from The Real Deal, and – just just shocked with how their Monday night performance went. I mean, of course, the trend is there as far as them owning the Rams in the regular season. Um, but just considering all the things that they had to battle through in this short four games so far and uh, <laughs> banding together, rallying around each other and looking like a, a serviceable team. Like, I really feel like there's a lot of growth that's still to be had. And the fact that they look like that against the returning champs, um, that's a win you can't hang your hat on regardless of how terrible that game against the Broncos was the other day. So uh, respect to the 49ers. Good to see them bounce back uh, to all the adversity that they've been facing for sure. Um, Definitely. So next up, as far as individual performances from last week, um, is there anyone that stands out to you as far as uh, production that you're, you wanted to highlight? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tyreek Hill, man. I don't know what it is about this dude, bro. My mans could have two catches for 30 yards in the fourth quarter, and then at the end of the game, seven catches for 162 yards. Bro, I don't know how he's saving me in fantasy. I'm not complaining. 
but he single-handedly changed Miami. Literally. Like, he came in and, like, you don't see that in the NFL unless it's a quarterback. Mm -hmm. A wide receiver went to a new team and changed the whole dynamic. I like that, dude. I like that a lot. The Cheetah's a beast, man. And I, and I like that he plays with a chip, too. I think he's leading the league in reception, um, receiving yards so far. Um, I'm looking forward to that continuing for sure. And people people are, are hating because Teddy Bridgewater's coming in. I think they don't really skip a beat when it comes to production from those receivers. <laughs> They're going to be the ones leading that offense no matter who's behind the helm. So uh, definitely, if there's any way you could swindle uh, the, the owner that has uh, Tyreek Hill in your league, Make sure you try to get that in before it's too late because, man, um, he's going to keep producing big time for the rest of the season for sure. Definitely. For me, um, this this was a tough one too. I usually don't go defense on this one, but uh, I got to make Derek smile wherever he is right now. Um, I'm going with Hassan Hassan Reddick on this one. Um, Forced two fumbles, both of which were recovered. His third first fumble on the season. And this defense has just been gelling in a way that you love to see a lot of individual big performances that buoy them each week, um, whether it's Slay or Hassan Reddick. Like I mentioned, um, Jordan Davis is a name that also comes to mind. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out the rookie. So a lot of big highlights on that defense and none more bigger than uh, the game that he had last week. So shout out to Hassan Reddick. I had him so far as my um, defensive player of the year based on how things are falling out. So uh, looking to see that production continue for sure. Nice. Nice. I love it. So let's get right into it, man. We got another action-packed week, a bunch of awesome matchups that I'm really looking forward to. Um, But let's start in the toilet bowl, man. Thursday night, Colts versus the Broncos, man. What the hell is going on with both of these teams? That's how how we're starting this one right now. What the hell is going on with both of these teams? Because honestly... It's a level of sluggish that I can't remember um, seeing with two teams like this that had so much anticipation. I think what you're seeing is a failing of two two different philosophies in a sense, if you will, if you understand, if it makes sense. One, you have a team with an amazing quarterback with somebody who can't coach. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you have somebody who can coach, but the quarterback is falling off the cliff. With Matt Ryan. So it's, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. One side has Jonathan Taylor and the other doesn't. That's all I know. <laughs> so that, that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But Russell, Russell Wilson is, you know, definitely taking a step back. And, you know, I get it. He tried to do the sexy Russ. He was happy to get out of Seattle, get away from Pete Carroll, whatever that marriage didn't work out, you know, not enough for a, a second or third contract, whatever the case may be, but he's proven them right in Seattle right now. Geno Smith is Geno Smith has better numbers across the board, which is crazy to say. And then Matt Ryan leaving Atlanta, it was bound to happen, but Marcus Mariota is playing better than he is. So I don't know what we're going to see. I doubt it's going to be a lot of numbers for this game. I think people aren't going to really want to pay attention to it. It's going to be a really ugly game, but I think Denver pulls it out, honestly. I like that. I like that. I I, I really still don't know how to feel, man. I, it, it's such a weird situation, and both teams just really look sluggish. I, I would say more so the Broncos than the Colts even. like I feel like the Colts have shown life, especially on the defensive end of things. I think where they're really struggling more so than just Matt Ryan bumming it <laughs> is having uh, all their receivers basically being out still um, waiting for their first stringers to come back. That definitely plays a factor, but I agree, man, as far as decision-making and just getting the ball out in, in weird ways. I mean, Matt Ryan, good to Matt Ryan, you take the good with the bad and I'm sure the good will come eventually. Um, but w- w- I really like that stat you gave as far as uh, those old um those old teams with new qbs uh doing better than the qb that left and what i what i find pretty crazy about it is in both of those situations if you really look at the receiver rooms i think gino and mariota have better receivers than both matt ryan and russell wilson so it's a it's an interesting dynamic as far as you know whether or not it's quote unquote 
because of the situation they're in or because of the health situation that's causing those, those numbers specifically. But like you said, man, the fact that it it exists at all is kind of crazy and not what anyone expected coming into the season for sure. So good to see those guys overperforming. Uh, but at some point, I hope uh, both uh, the Colts and the Broncos could get it together, man. As far as this individual matchup and the way everything sizes up, I think losing Javante Williams is such a big hit for the Broncos, especially considering they've been leaning on their run game a lot, and he was their star in that way. Melvin Gordon is serviceable back, a veteran for sure, but someone that is also known for having issues with fumbling and turning the ball over. That's the last thing you need. Um, so I'm a little worried about the Broncos in this one, man. This also feels like a must-win game for the Colts, and we saw how they looked against the Chiefs in a similar situation. Um, I'm taking a shot at the dog here, man. Let's, let's go with the Colts. I, I, I you know what? It, it's a talk. It's a pick them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I, I could see it going either way. The only reason I picked Bron- the Broncos is because I can't see them going 0-4. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, or 0-5, whatever it is. I don't even know. 1-5. I, I can't keep up. They, they've been losing too much. <laughs> yeah. I think they're 2-2 two two right now. Let me do, let me double check. 2-2? Oh, God. No. Yeah. They somehow AMC survived. Yeah. And it, I think that 49ers game, it just felt like an L just because of how bad both teams played. But I think they won. Um, Let me, let me just get it real quick. I want to make sure. Uh, Yes, the Broncos are 2-2. Two two. Um. <laughs> they feel like a much worse team, though, for sure. Yo, it feels like they were gifted that. It's it's so ugly, bro. I don't. This season is like in the NBA. I always say I want parity, right? In the NFL, when you get parity, it's never good parity. It's parity because teams are just being bad. Like you never just see two teams in a shootout. No, it's they can't score. They can't stop each other. The ball is going nowhere. They're making poor decisions. And I'm like, bro, please. Like, I barely watch NFL as it is now. Like, let's let's clean it up a little bit, please. It has to be more than Buffalo and freaking Kansas City. For sure, for sure. <clears throat> and, and hey, honestly, I think both of these teams should be able to turn around. It's just been shocking. Like you said, shock, shocking play from both. So, we're, Weird matchup. Not hating on the pick at all, though. I think either of these teams are live for sure. It's just a really a matter of who shows up. And that's how it's been picking their games the last two weeks, which has been a freaking nightmare for my picks. I'll be honest. But uh, next up, we got Giants at the Packers. Um, both teams still sitting at three and one. Um, uh, a matchup that looks a little closer on paper than it should, in my opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, with the injury to Daniel Jones, that high ankle sprain, you know, his best ability has been his athleticism. Unfortunately, uh, it's become abundantly clear that uh, that coaching staff doesn't trust his arm enough to uh, have him sling it around, uh, just have him sit in the pocket, which he's capable of doing, but he makes questionable throws. So it leads to turnovers. Now, if they, and then Tyrod Taylor concussed, he's out. So you're down to Davis Webb, which means you're probably going to be running a, wild, a lot of Wildcat with Saquon, but you literally have no receiving core. You know, back when they had Odell, you could run the Wildcat, and he'll toss it up to Odell, and Odell will catch it for a touchdown. That being said, their defense, on the other hand, has been playing tremendous. I think the uh, drafting of Thibodeau, the uh, trade for Leonard Williams, those were awesome pickups for them because they constantly lost the battle in the trenches since that Michael Strahan line with all those guys in there. I think that it's going to be tougher for Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is still a magician with the ball. So I don't trust his receiving core as much as I trust the defense of the Giants, but you just can't rule him out. Definitely, definitely. So what's your pick on the matchup? I'm curious. I'm going to say Green Bay by a touchdown. Yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be a real close game, man. I think it isn't going to be as pretty as people think. Um, I'm definitely going with the Packers on this one. Um, I'm someone that has been a Packers defender. I feel like everyone around me is like, hey, this team is going to suck this year. And I'm like, nah, man, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. We still got Aaron Rodgers out there. The defense has been phenomenal, I think, in a way that wasn't expected, especially after all the um, departures of key names like Zadarius Smith. Um, they're still chugging along in a beautiful way, which you love to see that's carrying the team to be very frank. Um, 
I think the the receiver issue is something that'll continue to get better over time and not worse, just with more chemistry and more time together, more reps. Um, I'm not I, I'm not counting out this team, man. I think this team is going to be super strong come playoff time. The Giants, on the other hand, I don't feel the exact same way about. I'm going to be real. As someone who lives in New York, I know you feel this too. Whenever the New York teams are doing well, there's a big shot in the arm in the city as far as interest and like people just talking about the teams in general. We didn't really feel that much last year just because of um, the way the Giants and the Jets played, unfortunately. Um, but this year, there's a big rumble in New York, especially when it comes to the Giants and everyone's excited to see the stuff that they're doing. I personally am a little more reserved just because I feel like, yes, they've been playing well um, and capitalizing against the teams that they've been facing. But competition-wise, I think they've definitely played some of the worst teams in the league. Um, so it makes that 3-1 and one record feel a little better than it should. Um, and all of those things definitely got me leaning towards the Packers in this one. If the Giants find a way to win this one, like I think it's time to really – take a hard look and, and, and really evaluate how serious this team is as far as a contender, um, because I've been dismissive of them. And if they're able to get a big win against the Packers in this week, I think that says a lot. Um, but with all that being said, I'm definitely going with the Packers. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that um, if, the, if they are able to pull it out, I think we have to really look into them potentially winning the uh, NFC East. I, the NFC East has proven to be one of the stronger divisions this season, surprisingly, with the exception of Washington, of course. But even there, I think Washington, at some point, once they start getting some of that defense back, I think they'll turn around. So who knows? We'll see. But I, you just, as long as Aaron Rodgers is in the game, you can't count on Green Bay at all. Definitely, for sure. Um, so next up, we got the Lions versus the Patriots. Um, this is a fun cool. matchup. I think this would have been a game that would, that would have been more exciting two weeks ago as far as Mac Jones playing and the prospect of how this offense is going to look. Like, I feel like those answer, those questions being answered in this matchup would have been much better for the Patriots. I, I'm a fan of what the Lions are doing, man. I've been someone that's been uh, really hyped up about Dan Campbell since last season and just the way he rallies around his guys. I think he's an awesome um, emotional leader, which you don't really see a lot in sports in general. Um, so it was something I love to be honest. And I, I think, I think the lions are really going to open a lot of people's eyes up with the way that they cook the pets in this week. Um, obviously I'm hoping Mac Jones gets better as soon as possible, but that was a bad hit. I was surprised that he continued to play after that, just because the way the leg sort of went under the tackle, so to speak, you never like yeah. to see that. Um, that so Definitely hoping the best for him and his recovery, uh, but I don't think there's they're gonna have a they're gonna have a real hard time slowing down this Lions offense, and it's probably gonna be a shootout. Like it's probably gonna be a crazy game, like last week against the Seahawks. Like that was insane. That game, yeah, there, there I, didn't, was, I didn't see that happening, dude. And and the fact that they've been playing the way that they have all year, like last season too, like they were in a lot of those games that they lost, um, but because they ended up losing that narrative gets wiped away. Um, I think this is a team that's going to be feisty and competitive all year. And I, I think they're going to win this one big. So give me the lions for sure. You know what? As much as I want to say the Patriots could just, cause you can't go against Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm going to have to take the lions and Honestly, I don't know what it is in Detroit or Detroit, as my boy Bart Scott likes to say. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there, but how about Jared Goff kind of coming back to life a little bit? I, you know, I thought once he got traded from the Rams, that was it. He was going to be there maybe to the end of his contract and it wasn't going to go anywhere. But dude is balling right now. And I love to see it. Heck yeah, man. Just to just to to highlight this, because when I saw this number, I actually kind of flipped out a little bit. So our top five in passing yards in the NFL at this current moment, we have Justin Herbert, 1250, Josh Allen, 1227, Jared Goff, 1126, Matt Ryan, 1125, and then Jalen Hurts, 1120. Um, just crazy numbers, numbers you would not have expected for sure. Um, so yeah, much respect. I, de I definitely like that 
he's been um, showing out. And I'm, I'm someone that's talked shit on him, to be honest, and, and his prospects. So him showing out in the way that he is, it shows, you know, Campbell really believes in him, and that helped him turn things around for sure. Nah, for real, man. But either way, all that being said, I'll take the lines on that one too, even without Swift. I, I think he's still questionable on if he's playing this weekend. But uh, bless me. Excuse me. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, man. I like that a lot. Um, next up, we got Chargers at the Browns. Um, this is a rematch of one of my favorite games from last season. Uh, just an absolute slobber knocker, heavyweight title fight. Uh, just going back and forth. I think they ended up scoring together a total of over 90 points um, in their matchup last season. Uh, I don't think it goes down like that this year. I think it's a little bit more of a defensive struggle. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh I'm not too sure on the situation with Miles Garrett. I know he was in that car accident, so I'm not sure um, if he returned this weekend. I wasn't really keeping keeping too many tabs on the Browns, but not having him uh, definitely makes their uh, front four a little bit weaker against that that line against you know against the Chargers, who drastically improved their line. However, you still got Justin Herbert with the cracked ribs, so. I still think Justin Herbert with cracked ribs over Jacoby Brissett any day. Honestly, it's just they have too many horses on that Chargers offense, as well as having, I believe, was it Nick Bosa? Joey, one of the Bosa brothers. <laughs> I always get them confused. They got one of the Bosa <laughs> brothers and Khalil Mack over there. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett might die. <laughs> he might die. Like, let's, let's be real. He might die. But I don't, yeah, these, this Browns, I just, I can't picture them being any type of contender until they get Deshaun Watson back. I don't even want to dive into that wormhole, but I'll take the charges on that one. Man, you're making this hard for me, Shaq. You're making this real hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Looking at this matchup, super concerned about the Chargers offensive line. Obviously, Rashawn Slater going down. Um, There's a lot of different pieces that are just not in place at the moment with that line, which makes things a little scarier. At the same time, though, uh, Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney are still unsure whether or not that they're playing two of the biggest cogs for the Browns defense as well. Um, Honestly, man, I I don't think the Browns have been the hellhole that everyone pegs them out to be. I think they're actually a pretty serviceable team, uh, all things considered, considering all the stuff that they're dealing with. Um, but man, I really wanted to pick the Browns in this one just because of all the intangibles. Um, but I, I I think you, I think you convinced me, man. I I think (laughs) I'm going to go with the charges too. Um, just because of the upside. Like, I feel like that they're a big play away from erasing a seven point deficit. And at this point of uh, the season, it's not like the Browns are scoring more than 20 points a game. So, um, it's not going to take too much offensively to match what they're bringing. And with all the questions on the defense, if those two guys were playing, like, I think I picked the Browns a hundred percent. I still think this is a coin flip of a game. Like I, it's really going to no, be, I don't think it'll be a it's mm-hmm. not going to be a blow for sure, but I just see that, like you said, the Chargers making that one play that, uh, you know, kind of gives them a little bit of breathing room and separation. For sure, man, for sure. So next up, we got a, let me check this. Yes, uh, AFC South matchup. Um, the Jaguars coming up against the Texans. Sorry, Texans at Jaguars. Uh, important to note, considering all the things that the people of Florida have been dealing with. A um, little bit of sunshine here. A little, little something to be happy about. Uh, being back and doing the damn thing in Florida. Um, I think the Jaguars are a contender this season. I think they're fun to watch. I think right now they're sitting top the division, obviously with the head-to-head wins and just, I think everyone in this division um, for the most part, yeah, two and two and then one and two. So it's still really close, um, but I'm really liking the the changes that I'm seeing in this offense under Doug Peterson. Um, a lot more poise from Trevor Lawrence, which you love to see from a young quarterback. Um, I'm a fan of the Texans, even though I probably shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> I kind of give them a lot of love every week. Um, so, so yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel like this Jaguars team is doing a lot better than anticipated. And 
Um, I think even though I give the Texans a lot of credit, probably probably more than they deserve, um, I'm definitely not crazy enough to pick them here. So I'm going with the Jags at home. Uh, I'm taking the Jags. I'm, you know, I recently moved to Florida myself. I'm in Orlando. Hurricane came through. Um, it, it didn't hit my side a little too bad, but, you know, shout out to those people affected. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, but I'll take the Jags. Trevor Lawrence is, uh, we, we weren't sold the bill of goods when everybody was saying tank for Trevor. Um, the kid, the kid can play. And I just think it was being put in the right system. Urban Meyer, obviously, whatever he had going on off the field, just he couldn't keep up. He needed to stay in college or just stay retired. Um, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl pedigree, so we know what that is. He took a backup quarterback with Nick and Nick Foles and uh, took Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to, out to the woodshed. So I see him doing more of the same. And honestly, I'm just not a Texans fan, bro. I, I can't pick the Texans worth for anything. They, I don't they, believe you. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. That, the Texans are the Texans, bro, but they're terrible in all aspects. <laughs> <laughs> dude and and i thought there was some glimmers of hope early on in the season <laughs> it's it's gonna be a couple more rough years for sure um in houston uh but i agree urban meyer the dumpster fire i'm really glad that guy's gone uh no more of that ridiculous drama um and treating grown-ass men that way is very fucking strange like i'm surprised he frankly didn't get his shit pushed in like let's be real because that that's very fucking weird um clearly shows uh what these college coaches are getting away with. And I think that should be really looked into. Uh, we need a 30 for 30 or something. Cause if, if that's normal practice for them um, in, in college, that isn't weird. Like uh, somebody needs to be looking into how these people are being treated. Cause that's fucking ridiculous and something that shouldn't be tolerated for sure. Yeah, fuck that shit, dude. He, listen, at the end of the day, you're talking to grown ass men who are getting paid more than you. They don't, mm-hmm. if they listen to you, that's by choice. They're not forced to listen to you. So, like you said, the fact that his shit was not split, and I mean, that's just go show that shows the level of restraint a lot of these guys do have because they can literally fold him, literally for sure. fold him. for sure. And just that level of disrespect, anyway, just really highlights who you are as a person. So, fuck Urban Meyer. Good to see the Jaguars moving on and upwards. Uh, next up, yes, Falcons at the Bucks. Uh, I hate that this game is sneaky interesting considering uh, all the offensive woes for the Bucs. Um, I'm a big fan of the Falcons' um, offensive attack. Uh, obviously, Cordero Patterson is out, which is a big blow to what they can do. Um, I think this is a, a closer game than people imagine um, just because the Falcons are going to put up points. Like, that. that's really – it's really been fun to watch. Um, but if, at the same time, you got to go with the Bucks in this one, right? So I, I'm locking in my Bucks pick. Um, I think their defense will be able to stifle a lot of what Marcus Mariota tries to do. Uh, but you can't, I don't, I don't think this team is going to be getting shut out or anything like that. I think the Falcons are good for at least uh, about 17 points a game. Um, but definitely going with the Bucks in this one, man. What about you? I'll take the Falcons. Uh, listen, you know, I know Tom Brady's all on his TB12 shit, man, but the dude looks sick. Like, he just looks really, like, really frail right now. And then on top of that, not having any consistent pieces, I thought the pickup of Julio Jones would have been great for them, just giving them that deep ball threat with amazing hands, that 50-50 ball is his every time. But Julio can't play. You know, he, he tiptoed the wrong way on the field and he got turf toe. So mm. it, you know, Leonard Fournette still hasn't, you know, we're waiting for it. Gronk is gone. We're waiting for Tom Brady to make the phone call for Gronk to come out of retirement again. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, the, the guys that they have, they're going to do what they do, but it's still just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right, if that makes sense, you know. It doesn't feel like a Tom Brady-led team. Even those Patriots teams when they had nothing. Tom Brady was still making something happen. We're not seeing that this season. So I feel like Atlanta is going to do enough offensively to pull it out. And I think it'll be probably a two field goal game either way. But I'm going to pick Atlanta. Dude, I like your conviction. I did not expect that at all. I'm going to be honest. I did not expect that at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this game plays out now because that's, 
You got you you spitting. I'm not gonna lie. You you spitting. <laughs> you 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 trying to convince me today. At the same time, though, I just feel like putting up 31 against the Chiefs. Um, I, I think there's no way that the Falcons uh, contain them more than the Chiefs could. Uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm I've really got my eye on this game now for sure. Uh, <laughs> next up. Steelers at the Bills. Uh, Bills looking amazing coming off of that comeback win against my Ravens. It's a wow. sad day. It's a sad day here in the Negron household. Uh, but we move forward. Uh, can't be too upset when your two uh, L's are to two of the best teams in the NFL. But at the same time, we got some problems we got to fix. But on to the winners, right? On to the winners. Uh, Bills are looking good. Um, I think we expected them offensively to be a little bit more important than they have been. Uh, but the defense has really picked up in a big way. Jordan Poyer is really balling, uh, which you love to see, erasing some of those mistakes in the secondary. Um, I think there's no way the Steelers win this game. And I say that as respectfully as possible. Um I like Kenny Pickett. I wish the best for him. Um, this is going to be a bad game for him. Uh, they're going to have a field day out there on defense. Uh, give me the bills for sure. Von Miller is going to eat his lunch. Legit. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is uh, a Bills kind of snap out of the game. Like, yeah, they won off of a field goal this past week. I think they blow the doors off Pittsburgh. I think they put up 30-40 easy. Like, like in the that. first half, like I could see them walking away with 27 at the end of the first half. Yeah, man. Mika Fitzpatrick is going to hate hearing this. But I, I'm sure, uh, like you said, man, it sucks that TJ Watt is out because I feel like there's no way that happens if TJ Watt is here. Uh, but even with that, yeah, I, I, it's going to be it's gonna be struggle city. It's going to be struggle city for the It's going to be Steelers. a long 60 minutes. <laughs> for sure, dude, for sure. Next up, Dolphins at the Jets. Uh, this is one near and dear to your heart, my man. Um, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to tee you up with this one, but I really feel like this is a trap game for the dolphins. Um, I think everyone is so high on the dolphins and counting out the jets. Um, and I think this is, a, these games are always close, right? These divisional games. Um, but I think you guys really got a lot to fight for and you're, you're riding on some big momentum coming off of last week. Uh, this is a scary game for the dolphins and you guys shouldn't be counted out. How do you feel about this matchup, man? Logically, I would say Miami, but I'm not thinking logically right now. Fuck that shit. I'm a fan. I'm going Jets all the way to win outright. I don't care about the score. I'm just taking the Jets. Um, respectfully to Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I like him, he did great stuff with the Jets. He's done great stuff everywhere he's gone. Unfortunately, he does not have the arm that Tua has. And yes, Tyreek Hill can take a slant and go 100 yards. But, you know, we can be real about it. But I think Sauce Gardner has shown that he can cover the toughest wide receivers in the game. This is going to be a big test for him, a big test for the defense. Uh, I don't know if Quincy Williams will be back, but Quinnen Williams, on the other hand, on that line has just been an animal. C.J. Mosley as well. Just the secondary in in and of itself between the safeties and the corners. The Jets haven't had a corner since Darrell Revis. And, you know, we're starting to see a lot of the changes in that team. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sold on Robert Sala at first, but his philosophy is definitely starting to take shape in this team. And these young guys, man, they're, you know, they're coming in and they're not afraid to play. Garrett Wilson is killing it. Reese Hall, all of them. Uh, Denzel Mims, I wish he was uh, more inclusive in this, but, you know, you can't, you can't win all battles. But I think the Jets can definitely uh, come away with this one just because of the emotional letdown for Miami with the whole Tua injury. Obviously, that was scary thing to see but i i just think the jets are riding this momentum and the dolphins are coming looking down on them because of their positioning in in the uh, afc east right now dude i agree with everything you said i think people saw the first two weeks without zach wilson and just assumed oh this is the same old jets well if you feel that way you're not really watching these games 100 percent. like you're you you're just unaware it's, and that's okay <laughs> Um, the the high the headlines is what dominates, right? Uh, but I agree. You, you you're you're spot on. I really like what CJ Mosley's doing. I think he's top six right now in tackles. Um, just a lot of production from guys like you said that we're expecting to do good, big things, right? Like you do every year. Uh, but we know in in the in the recent past, not a lot of Jets picks have produced in that way. So seeing these young guys performing the way that they expected to, and overperforming in some cases. Uh, you love to see that, and I think the future's in good hands in New, in in New Jersey over there. But um, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins in this one just because this is 
you, you gotta you gotta take the favorite, right? You gotta take the favorite in this one. I'm trying to I'm trying to beat out Derek in this pick competition. Uh, <laughs> you got you gotta try to take the safe picks where you could get them. But I like I said, I will not be surprised if Jets make it feisty or even just come away with it, just given all the big turnover that they have in Miami. So give me the the fins, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Bears at Vikings. Um, Vikings. Vikings. We don't even. Thank you. We don't even we don't even need to explain it. I feel so bad for Justin Fields because that I think in the right system that kid could be a beast. But Chicago destroyed him. Matt Nagy was terrible, and I don't know if he can be fixed. Hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been real tough Kirk to watch. Cousins. Sorry about that. What? No, I said as much as I don't trust Kirk Cousins, I don't trust Chicago anymore. Yeah, for sure. And I think the 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 Vikings have shown that even without uh, Kirk Cousins balling out, like they can they can come away with games based on the strength of their defense and their run game alone. Obviously, not having Dalvin Cook is never a good look. Uh, hey, bars. But at the same time, <laughs> um, the the most presidential man in the NFL, Alexander Madison, has one of the honestly he's probably the best backup running back in the league. So I'm not too worried about that um, as far as production. Uh, but this matchup, man. Sorry about this. I'm like dropping my stuff all over the place. I hope I hope you heard me that whole time. Uh, but no, I heard you. perfect. So yeah, this this matchup. I'm a real. I, I know we said we didn't want to talk too much about this, but I've been a staunch uh, Vikings defender. I think that they've been doing a lot of good things, even despite offensive struggles compared to way we're, where we expect them to be. Um, mm-hmm. This is, I mean, in the in the heyday of last season, they were getting 30 points a game easy. Uh, so it's been a little bit of a slump on the offensive side of things, and they're still able to figure out ways to win. Um, I think they're one of the top five teams in the NFL right now, and uh, I'm keeping that same energy. So, yeah, this is an easy pick for me, and I'm glad it's easy for you, too. Uh, next up, Titans at the Commanders. They ain't commanding shit right now, I'll tell you that. Um, Dan Snyder needs to sell, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, can't wait to figure out what that probe is supposed to be revealing about this team and their organization because it's a fucking dumpster fire. And I, I think justice needs to be served if some of the rumors that came out towards the end of last season are in any way remotely true. Uh, start handing out these fucking suspensions and get get the let's take out the trash NFL. That that's the most important thing. Uh, but with all that being said, take command is one of the stupidest slogans in the league, right? Like it's right up there with let's ride. Like those are those two, two terrible things. There's no way we're getting behind that. I'm not hashtagging any of those things. Uh, just terrible slogans. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to confidently put my chips on this Titans team ever. Let's be real. Um, just because they are nowhere near who they were last year. Uh, but seeing Derek uh, Henry come to life definitely has me secure my pick. I'm going with the Titans on this one. Sorry, my kids want to say hello. They're still hungry. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I agree with you across the board on this one. Uh, Tennessee, while they do have King Henry, they still have Ryan Tannehill as quarterback. And uh, having Ryan Tannehill at quarterback is a risky business, to say the least, especially since he doesn't really have any wide receivers to throw to. Give me one second. We'll pause it, bro. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. So this matchup here, uh, with I have no conviction on this game. I'm going to take Tennessee. Um, Derrick Henry is just going to run the, they're just going to run the ball down the commander's throat. Uh, no chase young yet. We're still, you know, I'm waiting to see what that defense looks like when he comes back. I think he'll be a transformative piece to their defense, but, uh, I don't trust Carson Wentz as far as I can throw him and I can't throw him that far. So (laughs) Carson Wentz is like one of the most head busting players ever. You don't know what you're going to get. He'll throw you. He'll throw three touchdowns for you, and then he'll throw five interceptions. So it, he'll cancel himself out every time. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. But 
I'll take Dan- I'll take Derrick Henry to score two touchdowns and Carson Wentz to score none all day. For sure, for sure. And I, I, I got my eyes on this quarterback situation in Tennessee. Um, I really won't be surprised if we see Malik Willis at some point in this season. Um, at this point, it isn't warranted just yet, um, especially because their receivers are so banged up as well. Um, I hope everything's okay with uh, their rookie. I forgot his name at the moment, but um, I know he was carted off last game. So just a lot of weird turnover and moments that will sort of make these things excusable. Uh, but I think long-term Malik Willis is definitely the guy there uh, versus Tannehill. Um, but yeah, not too much to say on this one. I agree a hundred percent and we'll move on to Seahawks versus the saints uh, Seahawks coming off of a big win against the lions last week. Um, just a fucking shootout, an old school shootout, which you love to see. Um, I don't think that that's something they could do every week. Um, And the Saints are very good defensively. I think even though um, Saints fans are in a, in a bad place about how the season's going, I think their defense has really carried them and kept them in games that they otherwise shouldn't have been in. Um, I think this is going to be a close game, but um, I like the Seahawks and what they're doing, man. I'm going to keep supporting uh, Rashad Penny went off last week and I'm looking forward to more of the same so give me the seahawks uh I'll, I'll be watching this one with bated breath because the saints have so much firepower on offense even with andy dalton at the helm i think they can do some stuff um so it's going to be a close game uh but give me the seahawks in this one uh i think this is going to be offensive defensive matchup it's going to be ben but break for new orleans I think their defense, like you said, has been carrying them all season. Um, obviously, adding the Honey Badger and Cam Jordan, all those guys over there, their defense has always been stout. And on offense, on Seattle side, you still have, like you said, Rashad Perryman, uh, DK, the fucking created player, fucking, and uh, God, I can't remember the other wide receiver. Jesus. Ty Lockett. Ty Lockett, yeah. Like, it don't get no better than that triple threat right there. So if if New Orleans can handle it, I think New Orleans can pull it out on a field goal. Um, it's going to be, can Jameis not throw them out of the game? Honestly. Can Jameis not throw them out the game? Jameis has all the arm talent in the world, but he will literally he will throw you out of the game. Literally, literally throw you out of the game. For sure. For sure. All right. So our next game, 49ers at the Panthers. Uh, like I said earlier, big fan of what the 49ers were able to accomplish against the returning champs. Um, it's never going to be an easy game. Let's just say that when when uh, the 49ers are out there, it's not like they're going to be blowing guys out. Um, it's going to be grimy. It's going to be gritty. Uh, but I picked the Niners in this one. I think the Panthers have a lot to play for here which makes this game a little dangerous um but at the same time don't think they've shown enough to beat what i think is going to be a playoff contender um so i'm going with the niners here um i'm gonna take the niners it's pretty cut and dry uh jimmy g is not that guy as a quarterback but he has a much higher winning percentage than baker mayfield and sam darnold put together so you know we'll, we'll put it like that the panthers have two quarterbacks and neither one of them are that guy simple um cmc can you know run and catch as much as he wants to but he's not derrick henry he's not going to carry this team unfortunately i'm sorry uh you know he's great for fantasy points but he's not going to win a game for you uh debo samuel is just too good that defense for for uh san francisco is nasty they've they've been nasty for years and i think they're due and it's unfortunate that trey lance got hurt because I would, I really want to see what they have in Trey Lance, just because they decided early on, before the season even started, Trey Lance was that guy. So I think we're being robbed of that, and he's being robbed of it with the obviously a freak injury. You know, it's non-contact. But I, that aside, I'll still take the 49ers against the Panthers in this one. Dude, I agree with that so much. I think he hasn't shown 
what they obviously saw, like, and that's what makes it so easy for fans to rat bag on them. I'm one of them as well. I will add that. Um, I, I saw a lot of people in fantasy this year picking them really early, and I'm like, are you good? Like, is, is everything okay at home? Because that, that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but I'm never wishing bad on a player because of, of things like that. I, I always want the best for him, so I agree. I hope everything's okay with that injury, and I hope he's able to show what they obviously saw in him because – Clearly, uh, there's a reason why they made that move. But next up, Eagles at the Cardinals. The Eagles have been looking amazing, man. Cardinals, on the other hand, dealing with a lot of issues, um, especially not having Rondell Moore in the lineup. I think that's a big one. And obviously, all the turnover on their defensive side of the ball. Um, I think this is the lock of the week. I'm going with the Eagles here on the road. Same. Jalen Hurts, whatever quarterback coach he worked with, performed a miracle, changed his base, changed his footwork. His release points, everything. He's getting that ball out with conviction, almost as much conviction as my picks. And that spiral is coming out tight, and he's getting it to the receivers in a hurry. And having A.J. Brown, I believe it is. Not that A.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It's A.J. and um, Jalen Smith, I believe it, or Devontae Smith. Devontae. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting all the names mixed up. But those two guys are, are horses, man. And, you know, basically it's picking between the two. And then on top of that, him him strengthening his base not only helped with his passing ability, but it also helped with his playmaking ability with his feet. So this is a lock, a shoe-in, sign, seal, deliver, whatever you want to do, give it to the Eagles now. Just put the win up there. <laughs> I like it for sure. Um, I, I, I wish him the best for Kyler Murray as well. I'm a fan of what he's able to do on the field. Um, it's just as a team, they're, they're struggling this year. I will say that. Uh, so next up, Cowboys at the Rams. This is actually a fun matchup, right? Because there's actually some parity here. There is a question about how both of these teams are playing. Um, I hate that the narrative for the Cowboys have been, oh my God, they're doing so well under Cooper Rush. Look at what Cooper Rush is able to do. Uh, let's talk about the defense because that that is what is winning these guys' games, not Cooper Rush. Uh, respectfully, he's he's not losing them the games, uh, but he's not like he's out there winning them the games either. So let, let's pump the brakes a little bit on this quarterback controversy. They're trying to manifest over there in Dallas. It makes no sense to me. Clearly Dak is that guy. And when he returns, they'll definitely be more potent for it. At the same time though, weird to see the way the Rams are imploding. The pressure has been consistently getting to Matt Stafford in a way that we saw last year with the interceptions. We saw that uh, sort of play out as far as him being, someone who's more of a volume guy uh, rather than uh, the most efficient quarterback out there. Uh, But seeing the way he's been trending this season is not looking good. I think this is a defense that's going to be harassing him all night. And that adds a lot of problems here. This is going to be a close matchup. I am not confident in picking the Cowboys here, uh, but I feel like it's the logical move considering how both teams are trending right now. I won't be surprised if the Rams somehow uh, find a way to get the offense really going this week. Um, but at the same time, I think defensively, the Cowboys has made a lot of strides that they deserve credit for. Offensively, it's going to be a dumpster fire, though. I think this this is going to be one of those games that fucking sucks. Let's be real. Uh, but I'm picking the Cowboys here. Uh, I agree with you. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Uh, one, one issue with Matt Stafford in his career has always been he force feeds a specific receiver and he is force feeding the fuck out of Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup had 15 receptions, I think. And then the next person was Higby with like 12. And then after that, everybody was like two, four. So he's not spreading the ball around. I think Trayvon Diggs is gonna tee off on Cooper. And it's gonna be a difficult game. And if you take Cooper Cup away from Matt Stafford, there's no offense. They don't have OBJ. Uh, I think he's still a free agent. I don't know if they re-signed him or not. They don't have him. That's a that's a threat that would at least help a little bit. Just being a decoy to get Cooper open. But no, Matthew Stafford is going to force feed it right into Trayvon Diggs' arms. And I think we see a pick six. I'll take the Cowboys in this one. I like that prediction, man. I like that. I like that. Uh, he's definitely due for one. I think he's been doing much better in coverage. Um, so why not? Let's get that pick going. Um Next up, my 
two most anticipated games of this weekend. I'm super excited for both of these divisional matchups, I might add. Bengals at my Ravens. I'm fucking pumped for this matchup. I think there's a lot of things to be said about both these teams right now and the way that they have quote-unquote underperformed. I think... Let's just be real here. My Ravens losses are much more acceptable than the Bengals losses. Uh, shout out to my guy, Logic. I'm going to air you out right now, bro. I don't care. This team has not looked anywhere near as good as they looked last season. And I think the offensive line issues have only gotten worse, not gotten better. And considering all of that, I think defensively at some point, listen, yes, we've gave up two big leads, but let's be real here. Keeping keeping the Bills to 23 points is a fucking accomplishment. I don't care. I don't care how people uh, respond to that. I think that's the truth. Um, and given the way that we've been playing, yes, the coverage is the issue. And against this team, trust me, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a firefight. I'm not doubting that. Uh, but at the same time, I really feel like defensively, the Ravens are good to make a play here or there in a way that, is really going to give that offensive line some trouble. At the same time, though, I'm really worried about the, the downfield coverage. Obviously, we've been giving up a lot of yards to a lot of different receivers, and two of the very best ones in T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are coming to town. So I'm worried about that, uh, but undoubtedly, I'm picking my Ravens in this one, and I can't wait to rub it in your face, Logic. So hold that, bro. <laughs> hold that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup, though? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. I think they're pissed off, bro. They're pissed off. Uh, the loss to Miami, the loss to Buffalo, oh, those are heart Like, they're acceptable, but they're still heartbreaking nonetheless. And I think I think they're pissed, and they're due. I think Marcus Peters plays amazing defense and gets a pick this game. And I think Lamar comes out and shows why he's a former MVP. And not that he hasn't shown that already, but I think he plays a much cleaner game. And I see I could see him rushing for anywhere from 70 to 100 yards in a TD. And then I could see him hitting uh, Mark Andrews for two. That's a, that's his favorite target. I could see him hitting him for two, going for about 250 to 300 yards passing. Honestly, I'll take Baltimore. This is music to my ears. I love it. Let's go, <laughs> birds, baby. Uh, next up, Raiders at the Chiefs, our Monday night game. Mm. Um, this is a matchup that we saw earlier in the season and we circled that bitch. We're like, man, this is going to be a good one. And now I'm not so sure how I'm feeling about that. Um, I think it's pretty easy to go with the chiefs in this one. I'm, I, I'm really been liking what I've been seeing, obviously offensively and their ability to fill the hole of losing Tyreek by just committee. We're not, we're not handing the ball to just one guy. Uh, we're all figuring this out together, which is always fun to watch from an offense. Um, I love the things they've been doing with the short passes and just getting getting as much uh, yardage and as much out of the play as possible, even when things are sort of breaking apart. Uh, so I'm a big fan of what the Chiefs are doing. Not, I mean, it's good to see the Raiders bounce back the way they did last week, but at the same time, there's still so many questions given the way that they started out the season. I think they're a team that has much bigger upside than they're giving credit for, given the way that they've performed so far. Um, I think they're one of the teams that could definitely turn it around. Uh, but given the way that they've played so far, not confident in saying that they turn it around this week. So I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going to be an oddball. I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, usually when we see divisional divisional matchups, the games never go as you plan or never go as how they should. Uh, I think the Raiders played their AFC West opponents tough. I can see Derek Carr hitting Devontae Adams quite a few times in this game. The uh, secondary for the Chiefs has always been shaky, especially now that the Honey Badger isn't out there. Um, their linebackers are suspect, to be honest with you. You know, Pat Mahomes can only spin and dance in the backfield so much. Eventually, he's going to get caught back there. You know, it's cute to see the chest pass into the end zone, but, you know, leave that to people like me who play basketball, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see, see that gunslinger in you. I want to see you toss that thing. Um, Nicole Hardman... Uh, Juju and Travis. I want to see, you know, I want, I'm not seeing the explosive plays that we're used to seeing. And obviously the absence of Tyreek has definitely played a part in that, but I think it's still possible for you to get it off. You were still hitting Travis Kelsey for 20, 30 yard bombs. You know, Juju is, you know, you hit him in the intermediate routes on the shorts or the posts or the slants and you can get, you know, 
10, 15 yard chunk plays with that. I just, I, I don't think that offense has truly been unlocked yet. While they're scoring a shit ton of points, I just don't think we've seen the best that they can do yet. And I don't think they figure that out till probably midway through the season. So I, I think the Raiders will do just enough to get by this game. I like that, man. I like that. So just like that, we, we got through all of our NFL games. It's crazy. I can't, I can't believe it. We finally did it. Um, there's, there's, listen, I'm going to be real. It's been a wild first four weeks, so I expect nothing less. I think it's going to continue to be fucking wacky. Who knows? Maybe the Houston Texans beat the Jaguars this week and we all have another one of those games. Just like what the fuck happened here? <laughs> um, but, uh, with all that being said, um, quickly before we get out of here i wanted to touch a little bit on the nba preseason has started it's always fun seeing the highlights of the either um returning players like ben simmons or brand new players like Jalen brunson doing their thing in their new teams respectively um so what give me three teams we'll go back and forth on this one so i'll have you start off i'll do mine we'll go back and forth but let's each give three teams that we're interested in seeing how they look this season and we're excited for, for this upcoming NBA season. Um, I'll start us off here. Um, <clears throat> I got a lot of teams that I want to fit in this conversation. Let's be real. I got a lot of teams I want to fit in this conversation. I think the first one, and this one I have the biggest question marks about has to be the Phoenix Suns. Um, they obviously re-signed DeAndre Ayton, but it seemed almost begrudgingly like they didn't want to do it. And then at the last second, they're like, all right, we'll take you back. And I don't think that's made him too happy. Um, he, there was that interview where they were asking him how he felt about it. And it was more of a non-answer than it was an answer. Um, so I got my eye on this team and how they're able to bounce back, obviously from a disappointing performance, being in the semifinals is never a bad thing. Uh, but at the same time, when you made the finals the year prior, a lot more is expected. Um, I think a lot of the finger is going to be pointed at um, Devin Booker this year, rightfully so. Um, but I'm really looking for um, the, how DeAndre Ayton plays. Because whether or not he wants to be there, I think that'll be evident on the court. And if those things start coming out in a bad way, I think it could really affect this team negatively. I am. I think that this team is going to be good. I'm not writing them off. I'm not saying they're not making the playoffs. I'm not being crazy here. Uh, there's just a lot of different ways they could go. So my first pick is the Phoenix Suns. Hmm. Uh, the Nets are too easy. My first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're getting all the cameos today. I love it. Aaron, Aaron, ask me when I'm finished, bro. Come on. When I'm finished. You know you're making his job harder when he has to edit the videos, right? Because I'm asking you to stop and you're still talking. Can you respect it, please? You can talk to me when I'm done. I just need a few minutes. Uh, the Nets is too easy. I'm gonna go with uh Toronto. Um, uh, I'm I'm liking what they're doing. It's kind of a steady rebuild while still staying relevant. Um, Scotty Barnes, as I expected, was a problem last year, and I think he's only gonna be better. Uh, he can play the one through five, distribute, shoot, any defense, every position very well. I think he's a awesome addition and an awesome compliment to Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi finally being healthy. I think that three-headed monster, if they can all stay healthy and play consistently, I think Toronto surprises a lot of people for sure. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them. I like that pick, man. I think um, those are three guys that when they're at the top of their game, they're really on an all-star level, uh, which people who don't watch these games are like, what are you talking about? Like Pascal Siakam, yeah, watch these games, dude. These guys are gritty, throwback kind of guys, which you love to yep. see, uh, that really do everything on the floor. So um, I really like that pick. My next one, man, there's, there's a lot of turnover here. Um, last year, the infamous quote, you know, uh, we in Minnesota now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the Timberwolves here, man. Obviously, big acquisition and getting uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, 
I think I was really surprised uh, to see them let go of uh, their point guard. Why am I forgetting his name now? I feel like an asshole. Patrick um, Beverly. Yes, Pat Bev. I thought he really breathed some life into that team and really gave them an identity uh, that they didn't have prior to him being there. So I was a little surprised to see that. Um, but at the same time, uh, who knows? Maybe there could be a, a reunion down the line. Um, I'm not so sure how easy it'll be for Cat and Rudy to mesh together on this offense. Um, but I think that's a good problem to have when you have guards like D'Angelo Russell that could uh, run some pick and roll, get the action moving. I And, hey, I, I think they got really, really good pieces. And on paper, they should be a top four team. In the past, uh, they haven't lived up to expectations, which obviously always factors in. Um, so I'm really keeping an eye on this team and how they perform uh, because, man, why am I why am I forgetting his name too? I'm such a I'm such an asshole right now. Um, the shooting guard, um, the, Anthony. The, yes, yes, he's a monster, bro. Um, one right. of my favorite players to watch. Um, if if you ask me, he should have gotten most improved over um, uh, John Morant just because. We we had that expectation from John Morant. Of course, Anthony Edwards shows flashes, but the way he performed last season was all-star level. Um, so th- I don't think that was expected. Uh, so I'm a fan of the pieces that this team has. It's just a matter of how they come together, as always. That's the most important part. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be watching out for the Timberwolves this year. Mm, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver for my second pick. Uh Jamal Murray's back. Michael Porter Jr. is back. You know, you don't have Gary Harris blocking that two, three position. So Michael Porter Jr. is going to get a lot more touches. Jamal Murray's the piece that they, you know, they were missing last year in the playoffs. Jokic was doing as much as he could by himself, but having his running buddy back, plus uh, a more athletic, you know, swing player in uh, MPJ, with the more consistent shooting touch than Aaron Gordon, I think will definitely uh, help Jokic out. And I don't think we see him get as tired as we did uh, last year in the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to that. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to be a tough out. Definitely top five, top six in the West. For sure, man. And playing with FIBA too, I think he's going to be in good shape starting the season, which is always something that people love to talk about with Jokic specifically. So um Still waiting for them to have that playoff moment uh, the same way that they did in the bubble because I think they're that good of a team. They've just been really plagued by injuries, like you said. Um, my final team here has to be the Dallas Mavericks. Um, between Christian Wood and uh, JaVale McGee, I think those are two good acquisitions. Uh, but it isn't the sexy name that I'm sure they were looking to get. So I'm just really interested to see how they follow up making the conference finals um, and all that success that they had last season. I hope it wasn't a flash in the pan. I'm a big fan of Luca, even though he um, <laughs> he looks like he's in slow motion sometimes out there. The man is a oh baller. Uh, do not sleep on how good he is and his ability to find his spot, regardless of how fast or slow it might be. Um, the, the guy's a baller, and uh, you, you got to respect talent when it's there. So I'm a big fan of this team and what they were able to build last year. And adding some some new key pieces could definitely put them over the hump a little bit. So, um, obviously, the Warriors should be the favorites, um, as always, in my opinion. Um, but I think Denver's going to be a good team to watch out for this year again. So, keep your eye out for the Mavericks. Oh, why did I say Denver? Dallas. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, bro. Uh, my last team is a toss-up between the Hawks and the Magic. Uh, as much as I want to put the Knicks or the Spurs on that list, they're not that high up right now. I, you know, I know what to expect from those two teams, but the Hawks with the addition of DeJounte Murray playing alongside Trey Young, I think that gives Trey Young the ability to play off the ball, which I think he needs to learn how to do. I think that'll unlock another portion of his game, similar to what Steph did uh, in Golden State. Initially, you know, he was doing the same thing, kind of keeping the ball in his hands, most of the possession. But now we're seeing Steph play a lot more off the ball as a point guard. I think Trey doing that would definitely uh, help him stay healthy, first and foremost, instead of crashing into the paint or people falling on top of him, uh, getting himself open for shots. I think them taking a chance and keeping John Collins, I think that'll uh, 
you know, keeping that young core together along with Clint Capella, I think takes them to another level. And um, the small forward, I can't remember his name, uh, DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. That kid's a problem too. I like that kid. And then they got Lou Will coming off the bench, you know, six man of the year reigning. But at the same time, the magic with, you know, the addition of Paolo Bancaro. And then honestly, I just want to see how they restructure that team. They have four starting point guards and four starting centers. I want to know how they do it. I want I want to see it, honestly. That's all I'm looking for. I just want to see what type of lineup they put out there and if it's as advertised. And if Jonathan Isaac can fucking stay healthy. That dude tears his ACL literally every season. Literally, literally. I agree. And this is going to sound silly, but for the most part, I'm somebody that roots for teams that are rebuilding just because you want to see them get out of that spot, right? Like, you don't want to keep the same teams at the bottom of the league. I think that makes for an uninteresting league, right, where things are expected. So um, looking to see them take a step forward. Will they? I'm not sure. Uh, so, yeah, things to things to consider. I, I'll give you my bonus team, too. Why not? Um, my OKC Thunder, baby. Um, obviously, <laughs> it sucks that we lost Chet the way we did. Um, I'm not too upset. The kid's a baller. The kid wants to play. His response to the critics of him being injured in the manner he was in that game was, you know, I I don't regret it at all because I got to feed the love for the game. Like, I, I can't just not play in the offseason. And I respect that take uh, so much, regardless of me not being happy that he's going to be out. Um, I think this team is still taking strides forward. Um, I'm a big fan of all the improvements that I have been seeing out of the young goat himself, Josh Giddy. Um, I think he's going to be a player in this league, man. Keep your eye on him. I think he should have won rookie of the year, but we can have more talks on that another day. Um, <laughs> SGA is a monster as always. So I think this team is really good. I think we're not going to be contenders this year at all, but I think we're going to surprise some people with how feisty we are. So let's go OKC, baby. I like that. Like that a lot. They're they're always a feisty bunch, and I think this year, just with the uh, young guys getting better, they they'll surprise a couple of people. I think they're fighting for a play-in spot. I can see that. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I wouldn't I wouldn't go out of limb and say it. You said it, (laughs) so I appreciate that. Um, and just like that, man, we made it. Thank you so much again for coming on. I had a blast recording this one with you, man. Just covering all the different things that we did today. Uh, please make sure that you tell the people where they could find you on all socials uh, so they could keep updated on what you got going on. And just once again, much gratitude, man. This was awesome. This was fun for me. So I hope you had Definitely. as much as a good time as I did. I did, man. You know, given the circumstance, I had a great, I had a blast, bro. <laughs> Thanks again for having me on. And uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Shaq's underscore corner. That's S-H-A-Q-S underscore corner, all spelled correctly. Also on YouTube, at Shaq's underscore corner. Guys, give me a follow. Check it out. I've been doing some funny content, but as the NBA season rolls around, I'm going to be getting ready to do a little bit more basketball talk. And, uh, you know, if you guys have requests and things you want me to cover, feel free to send it in to me. I like that. I like that. Make sure you give the guy a follow. Uh, you could also find me at Negron MMA on Twitter, as well as Chris Negron underscore. Got another episode of the MMA Archive coming out this week. Really excited about that. Always pumped to talk MMA and all things going on in the crazy wild world of sports. Uh, but had a blast doing this one, man, once again. Um, this was awesome. And as always, take your vitamins, kids. Uh, you want to grow up to be strong, young women and men. So please uh, take care of yourselves. Y'all have a great week. And I can't wait to catch you next time. Peace. Peace.